a stretch. Put put your feet up. It's the last Overcast Gamer show of the year. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Abe Foster. I'm joined by, as per usual, Regan Harper. That's our Valentine. And Michael Langdon. And we've got Mike back again for the for the final show. We thought we'd uh, bring him back in and give us some more diverse opinions on uh, on the year that was 2017. <laughs> yeah, we need a bit of diversity. It's a bit of an echo yeah, chamber, yeah. chamber sometimes, is the OCG show. It is, it is yeah. A, yeah, yeah, echo chamber or circle jerk, take your pick. Um, <laughs> I mean, let's talk 2017, boys, because it's not quite over yet, but, uh, you know, for various reasons, including me fleeing the country, um, we're having to record a bit early. And uh, I mean, what what a year! What a bloody year! It's been pretty special, um, but it's a funny one because we've been talking about how so many great games have come out this year, and yet it's it's it kind of is one of those years that make you makes you think, you know what? I wish I just didn't have a life. I did wish I didn't have a job. <laughs> I wish I didn't have yeah. you know any any kind of relationships with anyone, <laughs> so that I can just <laughs> play video games. Yeah, uh, so it's I, it's kind of a double-bladed or double-edged sword, I think. Mm. It is almost every month I've been overwhelmed by the amount of choice on offer, mm. uh, and that has resulted in me playing very minimal amount of games this year. <laughs> uh, as you guys know, I get overwhelmed and I kind of just shut down. So um, you, for <laughs> you, it's kind of like that Ubisoft uh, littered map overwhelm Absolutely. feeling. Yeah, but with games it's in the general. Ubisoft fatigue. In in life and in, in games, yeah, in life and games, and that just pervades my my you know everyday existence, Regan. Mm, nice, nice. Well, that's a positive start <laughs> to the podcast. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, but, hey, so today is actually kind of a special podcast in a way. Not only is it our final podcast of the year, but we're also uh, we've also got a few awards to to announce, don't we? We do, we do, absolutely. So, long time listeners of the Overcast Gamer Show, that is to say, people who've listened over a year. Uh, we'll know that we did the Overcast Gamer Awards uh, last year at 2016, and those are our special sort of brand of of, uh, of gaming goodies that we give out to those games who went above and beyond, whether that be good or bad, um, in in various forms. So we're going to do that again this year, and we've got we've got a whole host of great stuff to talk about in terms of people who've just uh, just shit the bed, uh, you know, and. and, and <laughs> Making. <laughs> yeah, I actually wanted to do a bit of a count up earlier on just to see because I mean I think sometimes inherently here at OCG we can be like we can focus on the negatives just because yeah. of that's fun to do, and I yes. wanted to actually do a quick count up of the number of awards that are actually like kind of based <laughs> on people bad. that are fucked up. But we'll we'll find out as we go into it. I didn't <laughs> we'll, get a chance to do we'll, that, but let's we'll, we'll yeah. crank into it. Let's just thank the gods that we don't have No Man's Sky that came out this year because that scooped most of the awards last year um, from my memory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> including biggest shit show and biggest dick yeah um, well sean murray to, on behalf mm, of the hello games team took out mm, biggest yeah. dick didn't he yeah he did did yeah yeah so um i mean let's let's crack into it let's go over 2017 i thought that might be a nice way for us to kick off uh unless you guys sort of have anything that's happened in your lives that you want to want to chat about anything uh anything large or you know interesting oh, that you got not really other than that i haven't been able to play games just because of life and you know buying a new house and that kind of thing but that's pretty boring yeah yeah here to talk about <laughs> video games and so unless anyone yeah. else has anything exciting yeah. to talk about i don't do things so. i've got a i've got a minor <laughs> anecdotes uh i actually sold my 3ds this morning oh uh, when in when I'm sold, I got my switch now, so you know, I just uh, just don't need it. There's just a bit of an argument, right, to say that like you don't really need a 3ds. 
you know. Yeah, yeah. it's. I mean, mm. I didn't get much use out of it either. I never really played it that much. I played Pokemon and I played some of Layton, the Professor Layton games, until I realised they were too hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> I gave up on them because <laughs> that's just the kind of person I am. Okay. But uh, no, yeah, I, I popped it on one of those Facebook buy and sell groups last night, um, and got like twenty messages from people trying wanting to buy it. So I mm. I, I popped down to my local supermarket this morning and uh, did a deal with a guy who got 150 bucks <laughs> Abe the king of dodgy deals in the street that's, that's the one this is the week after someone in Christchurch got uh, no sorry five people in Christchurch got held at knife point by the same guy after he sort of tricked them into doing Facebook deals wait this, what do you mean the wait, same Christchurch. guy so, so in, in Christchurch there was this dude uh, on Facebook who was on one of those the Christchurch buy and sell groups and he contacted five different people for, for different various goods. And then when he met up with them, he held them at knife point oh, and, hmm. and got stuff and, you know, kept the money kind of thing. So um, he's been arrested model. now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not the kind of reaction I was expecting, yeah. but uh, <laughs> yeah, props to um, the armed robber. Mm. I actually sold my 2DS, um, I think it was last week. Oh, yes. Yeah. Nice. Well, it's because I, I mean, I, I bought that first and then I got a 3DS because I decided to upgrade. And then, like, just my 2DS sat, sat around for about three years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Collecting dust. But collecting dust. yeah, got, got yeah. like 130 bucks for it and sold it with a couple of games. Awesome. Nice, man. Yeah. That's seem, bloody good for a 2DS. Yeah, mm. they seem to carry their resale value pretty well, eh? But then there's mm. Nintendo, right? They just never drop their prices. And I guess that carries through into the, you know, the dodgy Auckland slash wellington deals kind of markets you know yeah yeah no i, I can see why you put auckland there first the auckland one is very sketchy especially <laughs> like because so there's there's these buy and sell groups for pretty much every sector of auckland so there's north northeast mm. southwest kind of thing um and i, I you know i've never i've only ever been on the north shore one and the west one and the west one was was pretty shady the north shore ones are all right the south one i can't even imagine like that must <laughs> just be shocking yeah <laughs> i wouldn't go near that but uh yeah, I I ended up with uh, 150 bucks. I just pretty much just wanted to get rid of it. I knew it was just collecting dust. I wanted some some cash to um, convert into euros for me to fling around when I'm overseas. So, um, pretty happy with that. Pretty happy. You realize now that switch. you said you're going to fling it around the, the the euros that you get using that 150 bucks, you have to hang on to, and the only thing you can <laughs> use them for is flinging around. Just hold them oh, in your hand, just or- wave them about in the air. I'll do Assassin's Creed and I'll just go around like throwing Euro coins and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to distract people. Distract <laughs> make it make it rain off some giant Victorian tower with Euro coins and nice. then get arrested and stuff. Um, but yeah, let's go over let's go over some games from 2017. So we'll kick things off as you do, January. January we had Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Now, out of us, how many people played this game? I did. Just you, no, Balthazar? Mike, just you, Balthazar. Didn't, you didn't no, play it? No, I didn't play just it. And what I remember, Balthazar, you really loved this, eh? Yeah, it was as far as that genre goes. For me, it was a 10 out of 10 example of what those games should be. Yeah, it was It was sort of riding on that uh, hype around the PT demo and, and the sort of yeah. the forlornness of everyone after that got like culled by Konami essentially mm. and I normally with those sorts of games get about halfway through and then stop just because they're repetitive and there's nothing to really keep me playing and you know I just fall off them effectively uh, yep. but I finished I finished Resi 7 and yeah it was great fun the whole way through changed up enough to stay original but stayed consistent enough for you to never feel like you didn't know what you were meant to be doing um, yep. which as I've complained in the past that is my biggest 
yeah complaint for that genre of games is when it doesn't stay consistent and you know you don't know what you're meant to do whether you're meant to run or fight or if it's a puzzle or you just don't have an item you need to proceed but resi 7 stayed consistent the whole way through whilst managing to change up the gameplay enough to always be interesting awesome and the mm. and the, the first person perspective was a was a welcome mm. a welcome change for that yeah for that, for uh, sure. franchise as well awesome man i'm yeah that i've been meaning to play that i'm not a huge fan of horror games I, I i like the idea of them more than i actually enjoy playing them um like amnesia i just struggled to get through that game though i really enjoyed it uh but i really do want to play resident evil 7 just because i've heard nothing nothing but great things about it so I'm, mm. I'm pretty keen to pick that one up when it goes uh goes all discounted uh we then had <laughs> gravity rush 2 which I didn't actually play the demo of it. Mike, did you play that at all? I, I played the demo, like because I played yep. the first one. Um, but yeah, off the back of the demo, I decided not to to give it a go. Yeah, I I, I liked this, the yeah. idea of the mechanics. Was really interesting, but uh, not not my not my kettle yeah. of fish kind the, of thing. The thing that bugged me about it is probably getting a little bit nitpicky, but like the the whole gravity mecha- mechanics pretty cool, but just sort of there's a, a minor difference between like flying around and falling around yeah um, and in this like I, in the first one anyway i found it a bit janky because you're essentially like you know using gravity to fall to another place which is like basically flying but yep. to like if you needed to change your trajectory you'd have to like stop and then look look to the new to where you wanted to go and then start falling right. again mm. and yeah, i just found yeah. it quite quite that. janky you just like sort of stop go all the time yeah um yeah, it's not how gravity works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally un- unscientific. Uh, but, um, and, Zero and, out of ten. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. Um, it just had like a lot of like collectible stuff going on, and yeah, um, didn't enjoy the combat too much. No, I didn't. I didn't yeah. either. It was very hack and slashy, and I wasn't yeah. really a fan of, of that. I mean, it, it looked like they improved it in Gravity Rush too, but yeah, I just yeah. Not your bag. Uh, yeah. No, that's cool. Balthazar, did you try that at all? Are you a Gravity nope. Rush fan? Uh, nope. No, I haven't played any of them. Uh, Hannah played the first one on PSP. She then tried it again on PS4, but I don't think she liked it on PS4 because it was a smaller, uh, you know, it, it just looked and felt better. Because on, on you know, uh, that exact complaint you had, Mike, about having to, you know, stop and change mm. where you're looking and everything to adjust gravity and stuff, that wasn't the case on the Vita. Um, you just kind of turned you turned around and you held the Vita above your head and below you and stuff. And that's how you change the direction that mm. you, you know, the gravity was pushing you in. Um, so it was like really fluent and you just flew around if you could be prepared to look like a dick by spinning around <laughs> on the spot yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. You um, that you've so already got a PSP in your hands. Yeah. I mean, you, you, yeah. Could, <laughs> you could do that to a certain extent with a controller, but um, like, I don't think it was that fluid. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I I don't think she played the second one because after playing the first one on PS4, I don't think she liked it as much as it was on Vita. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Regan, we had Hitman the first season come out. Yes. You're now. I remember you were you were the big Hitman Hitman fan of the OCG show. Yeah. So I I I didn't end up getting the whole season, um, but I did play the original couple of ep- couple of episodes um, when they first came out because I was quite intrigued. Yep. Um, and yeah, I thought it was good, and I think they did. They they kind of, I think they did a good job at tweaking the gameplay to work really well in the episodic way that they did it. Um, and that yep. like each kind of you know large area, each episode of the game uh, had its kind of its 
it was kind of like a massive clock that you would essentially kind of learn the inner workings of this clock and you could do all these assassinations and um yeah, and, and they're all these various hitmany kind of ways. Um, so I thought they did quite well, but it's interesting how it's kind of just it, it sort of flopped. A lot of people are, you know, looking at Hitman as, as a big failure. Um, but I, yeah, from what I played of it, I thought it was really good. So yeah, yeah go it, figure. It has it has fizzled out a wee bit, and I remember that uh, the developer. I can't even I can't think of their name at the moment. It's Ido- Idos. 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 Yeah, Idos. I think it's Idos. Um, yeah, they they Square had Enix? a statement a wee while back. Well, they were just, uh, they're the publisher, I think. All right. Um, uh, yeah, Idos, I think, just said a statement a wee while back. They were just like, yeah, we're um, we're not doing any more Hitman games. <coughs> they were just like, oh, but Hitman was just given like a rebirth. Why Why did you guys bother with that if you're not going to not gonna keep it up? But critically, really, really well received, that yeah. game. Yeah, I don't know so, what it was. I think maybe that it was just perhaps people didn't like the episodic thing um mm. it didn't do as well as they thought it was going to do um yeah yeah who knows the developer by the way was io interactive um, oh io yeah 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 I, I think it used to be idos and they've changed to um yeah to io or been absorbed by square enix and rebranded or something but yeah uh and then we had yakuza zero now i haven't had a chance to play this but i am dying to play yakuza zero um anyone else played that no not me no, no. Not, no, not well no. represented this year, is Yakuza. No, Yakuza no. Um, Yakuza looks like a just a such a fun series. <laughs> it just looks insane, like karaoke and you have a chicken as best friends, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like it's right up my alley sort of thing. So I'm I'm pretty pretty keen to check that out. Uh, moving into February, we had Horizon Zero Dawn kicking things off. Now this was a uh, man. I remember when this first showed at E3, two, it must be two or three years back now, mm. immediately we were just like, oh, <laughs> not, <laughs> yeah. not that hyped for the yeah. sales. Yeah. So, I, mean, I think there was, was in general a bit of hype around it, wasn't there? Like, I think there some, was. It, it depends mm. on kind of your resistance to the open, open world fatigue, I think. Yeah, and, um, yeah, it was right in the peak of open world fatigue, right, when mm. this came out. Mm. But I, I remember thinking it looked quite cool. I remember... I mean, there was the obvious big question, which was like, "What the fuck is up with all these robot dinosaurs, and why? Why yeah. is that even a thing?" Um, <laughs> I, I remember feeling relatively hyped for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah, I think it was at peak open world fatigue. Yubi was tuning out those, um, you know, the Assassin's Creeds, like there was no tomorrow. And I just, I just had enough of it, and I just threw another one of these, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, robot dinosaurs! That's an inventive idea." <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and then I think it was a bit, bit the same actually I was just like oh yeah this game looks cool I'll get it <laughs> yeah. so, actually it's really good like fun. yeah yeah oh Horizon was was a massive surprise mm. um I that was that was fantastic I was not expecting the story to be that good mm. not even remotely I in fact um, I think Horizon has come up um, in the awards a couple times, which kind of speaks it has. yeah <coughs> it speaks to how good good it was. I think it was kind of also the first game for me that came, like it obviously came out in February and it was the first game that really made me think and uh, stop and go shit we're actually even this early in the year we're doing all right as far as kind of quality yeah. games because at that point we had Resi Seven, um, Yakuza Zero had come out, Hitman. Hitman had come out and we were, we were just like oh shit it's been really good so far <laughs> like yeah. this is great and then yeah, Horizon, yeah. Horizon was um, was fantastic like a 
Yeah, I think the thing for me about that game was, yeah, not only was the, the actual sort of gameplay itself pretty fun, but it was had to be that story, right? Mm, and the pacing um, yep. Was, yep. Was, was awesome. Mm. Um, so yeah, February got off to a good start. Absolutely. Horizon Zero Dawn, also Overcast Game, is one and only review code that we received. Very exciting times. Yeah, uh, we received right. that. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. High fives at the OCG office. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It was beautiful. It just it just turned up at my flat in Auckland. I was like, uh, what's this? Like, I thought Regan had sent me something, or and it was from Sony. I was just like, what the? Yeah. <laughs> so they obviously pushed it really hard, eh? Like, for mm. them to send a copy to yeah. us. Like, oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, having a laugh, Sony. That is, oh, man. It's awesome. But uh, no, we do. It. We, we really appreciated that. That was awesome. I, I got to read all the press material and I felt like a real journalist. It was great. Yeah, good one. <laughs> <laughs> there was a review embargo and everything. Um, next, we had Neo. Now, I know uh, Balthazar, you, you were a fan of this, and Mike, I think. Yep. You both? Yep. Mm. Yep. And. I, don't, I mean, any thoughts on Neo? Was it was everything to, that you expected, or better, or? Uh, uh, expected. I never That's finished good. it. Um, it didn't actually hold me the whole way through, so I guess that's to say it wasn't as good as I'd hoped. Um, but it was cool. Like it didn't really do anything wrong. Yeah, it was. It, it was me. It wasn't you, Neo. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the story wasn't anything to really write home about. Um, but yeah, cool. Really cool. Um, like gameplay mechanics was kind of like souls but um mm. you know you're a samurai um killing demons yep. sort of Japanese like the demons. dark souls of the samurai world yeah 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 yeah, yeah nice mm. no team ninja the guys who did ninja gaiden just making their move mm, into yeah. the into the sort of i guess the souls genre if you want to call it that i mean i think that's what it was right it was by those guys um and people said it was their move into the souls genre so that was why i was interested in it but then essentially it was very much a team ninja game like it was it was ninja gaiden remaining relevant in the current day and age it wasn't a samurai souls game and that's why i think i didn't finish it because i love mm. souls games and that was much more of a ninja gaiden game than a so which there's nothing wrong with that i love ninja gaiden back in the day i just it wasn't what i expected so yeah very good very good uh we also had sniper elite four now I've been I'll be dying to play this as well. I haven't got around to it. Has anyone checked this out? The only thing I know about this game is that you can shoot testicles. That is <laughs> um, correct. That's, yep. that's all I have. Like I, I did a bit of YouTubing, and yeah. basically every you know every video was basically just guys shooting nuts, shooting <laughs> balls, exploding which, knackers. Which in itself is hilarious, but I yeah. don't know. I'm not sure if there's enough of a gameplay loop there to really keep me <laughs> <laughs> keep me bit, you know going. There's only so many bollocks you can uh, you can turn into shrapnel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard there were some really cool things with the wind in that game. Um, like you had to actually adjust your aim and and everything like that based on the direction and how hard the wind was blowing, which was oh, just yeah. a really cool idea. The old, the old Coriolis effect from uh, mm. from simpsons and uh call of duty 4 i remember that's, that's that, the, that was uh, the rotation of the earth i think the coriolis effect yeah <laughs> yeah oh the they, one where the, the toilet flows the opposite direction yeah, that, yeah. That's, yeah that's the mention of it in the simpsons and then um in, in call of duty 4 you're sniping from that giant tower and he's like oh remember to take the coriolis effect into account oh, <laughs> what <laughs> i think the, that is a good game that is a good game that is such bollocks <laughs> yeah. amazing I mean, yeah. uh yeah so we had um 
That's not really for for honor. Now this was interesting because I actually really dug the demo or the beta or whatever yeah. uh, of this when I played it. Really enjoyed it. I played the the same. I played the beta as well, and like it was the the core gameplay was fun. But then you know, yeah. like it, how fun? That, that's the thing for me is like how fun would it have remained? Like it was kind of yeah. Yeah, it just was what it was. The the sort of the mini open maps where you were sort of doing like, you know, just smashing through um, groups of, you know, mindless enemies and that kind of thing was a bit dull. But I yeah. think the, the one that was really good was when it was just the two, there was that sus- those suspenseful kind of one-on-one battles that you could have. Yep. So those were yep. quite cool. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think there needed to be, it's the classic thing where you have like an online game that just, there's just not quite enough there to really be worth it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, that game, I I can almost. I mean, it's not going to be the sole cause for it failing, but uh, a large reason uh, in my understanding that game failed was because of Dark Souls. Not because they're related in any way, but because the Dark Souls community or content creation community on YouTube and stuff thought that For Honor would be the new source of online sort of memes and PvP stuff for them to create content. So they all jumped on that. And when everyone saw that those guys were on that, they were like, oh, this is a toxic Dark Souls community. I'm steering clear. So then only the Dark Souls community played it. But then they realized, oh, this isn't the Dark Souls-esque meme online gameplay we thought it was going to be. So they all left as well. (laughs) So the wrong community got involved at the start. That scared everyone else away. And then that community was like, oh, this isn't what we thought at all. And they left too. So I actually think Dark Souls killed for honor by its community being toxic shits and scaring everyone else away. (laughs) <laughs> the real scary thing about the, the real horror of Dark Souls is the community. Yeah, it is. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Just filled with That's Dark great. Souls. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, For Honor also had massive, massive network issues. Mm. Um, I remember that I pretty much didn't work like a good chunk of the time. Um, and I remember people being pretty miffed about that. So that def- definitely didn't help it. Uh, I've seen it at like 20 bucks for JB Hi-Fi recently. And, and so it's, and I mean, it's not doing particularly well it's sort of like the steep of one one-on-one pvp battles but <laughs> <laughs> it's weird a very weird point of comparison but uh we've uh we've also got night in the woods which i still haven't played but i really really want to it's a it's a sort of have you guys heard of this game no no night in the woods it's a it's an indie game and it's sort of a little um I guess it's a side-scrolling kind of adventure game where you are sort of anthropomorphized animals um, and it's just a community living out in the woods and just dealing. It's like a coming-of-age film but with anthropomorphized animals, essentially. That's the best way to describe it. Is, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Like a teenager yeah. dealing issues and things like that. But um, apparently it's really good and I'm really keen to play it but I just haven't haven't found the time yet. And uh, Slash, it hasn't been on a good enough sale for me so still waiting, <laughs> waiting on that one. Cut the prices, uh, guys. Moving, <laughs> yeah, I reckon. Mm. Moving into March, uh, ki- kicking it off with a banger, 1-2 Switch <laughs> came out in March. <laughs> so, I, I got some time with 1-2 Switch a wee while back, and it is it is one of the most fun games you can play with people, and I would imagine one of the mo- very most depressing experiences you can have by yourself. <laughs> just in general not even in gaming just in general are you able it's, to <laughs> worse than sitting at home with yeah. nothing to do yeah are you able to actually play it by yourself i figured they were all yeah, well no you you totally can it's just 
you'll be sitting there with a with someone who's not doing anything like you can still play it with one person but there's a there's not going to be any sort of competition there whatsoever <laughs> nice yeah that's tough for people yeah. like me that have no friends so yeah <laughs> so there's no like ai you play against i'm just no, imagining no, it's no. the the the, the <coughs> first fighting game with where they got the big spring Oh, arms. Oh, arms. Oh, arms. Oh, yeah, we'll get to arms later on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> arms will come along. But uh, one, two, switch. I just want to talk about that a little bit because that was a that was a really baffling thing. I mean, when what a why wasn't it boxed in with with the switch? And b what th- what made Nintendo think they could get away with releasing something like that <laughs> and everyone would just accept it? It's like a straight to di- straight to you know bargain bin DVD interactive game. Yeah, yes. like yeah, tech demo kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's bizarre. One of the games that you can play, there's like I don't know, twenty party games or something on it. One of them is literally called Joy-Con Rotation. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. <laughs> yeah, it screams of tech demo. Eh? It's yeah, it's a rush. Yeah. It's kind of like they developed the Switch, and then all the developers for Nintendo spent like six months or so just playing around with all the hardware just to get used to the APIs yep. and things. And they were yeah. like, "Hey, well, we've like made some, oh, you know, some stuff that's a little bit fun. Let's just bundle it all together, and we'll charge hundred bucks for it." Like, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> yeah, because Nintendo stuff never devalues. One two switch is always going to be eighty to ninety dollars. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> um, the the only other thing I want to talk, I think I've talked about this briefly on on another podcast, but it has just a very very odd sexual undertones to everything in One Two Switch. Really, mm. like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really odd. So one game is sort of a safe cracking game, and you have to twist the Joy-Con, and you feel like a little rumble when you when you've hit the right spot, so to speak. And uh, and you sort of <laughs> when you do like when you when you hit that spot, there's a there's like a exhale of of air, like a woman. Oh, like really? A, sort of. Yeah, like really really soft. <laughs> sort of like the, the not... safe cracking a little bit, but they've just done it in a sort of. Weirdly I'm not sexual. making this up. I swear to God, it's it's like a. <sighs> like that sort of thing. <laughs> it, it's really weird oh, man. it's really sound bite and, and of the podcast the... I'm taking that out and making some meme videos oh man Remix there's another the one theme. where you just shake up a soda bottle and when you sh- you know you're doing the obvious jerking off motion for a, a good minute and then when eventually you do it just explodes with soda which just had to be white because of course it did <laughs> it's just Nintendo is just having an absolute laugh it's pretty good wow amazing I think that'll make for a great OCG video as us all playing 1-2-Switch and I'd, I'd love to, to organise that but um, yeah very strange very strange confusing game uh, we also had Just Dance 2017. I don't know why I wrote that one down because we've all, oh, obviously, we all played that. <laughs> we don't even need to talk about it, really. So. Yeah. 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 That's self explanatory. Uh, we then had Zelda Breath of the Wild. Now, I think we've all, Mike, have you played Breath of the Wild? Have you got a Switch, Mike? No, I don't have a Switch. No. You don't have a Switch. Ah, okay. So, Regan no, and Balthazar have both finished Breath of the Wild, correct? Correct. Yeah, yeah. both finished it. I've played about an hour, I would say, of it and was really enjoying it until Mario Odyssey came along and stole my entire life. Um, but, yeah, I mean, is there anything more to say about Breath of the Wild other than it is yeah. it has resurrected people's faith in open-world games? Uh, I, yeah, not really. I mean, well, I think we'll talk a little, a little bit about it more later on. Um, but, yeah, it came and it changed things. 
<laughs> That's going to be a back of the box quote. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's going to be a one-two switch quote as well. Uh, but yeah, Zelda Breath of the Wild, absolutely fantastic game by uh, the reckoning of, of Balthazar and Rigged. We then had Snipper Clips, which, my God, I love that game. It is so much fun. Again, another Switch game where you sort of uh, cut shapes out of one another. It's a multiplayer game. And just sort of reaffirmed my, I don't know, re- reignited my, my desire to play multiplayer games local only. But, mm. uh, you know, still, it, it was a hell of a lot of fun, Snipper Clips. Um, Balthazar, you played a bit of, bit of this, right? Yeah, we finished it as well. Yep, yep. It's, it's just a super easy low stakes kind of game that you can play with people and yell at them yeah um, it's just a cool cool bit of uh bit of mechanics really eh? i played a little bit of it with uh <laughs> aim's perfect game yelling at people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is what's missing missing from your sort of multiplayer experience abe is couch co-op yeah. and the ability to yell at other people like <laughs> uh, to be fair i kind of just yell i don't really yell at anyone i just yell in general yeah yeah totally yeah <laughs> spin spin yeah, yeah, just just at the universe. Uh, Near Automata also came out in March, so I mean, already we're only up to March, and my god, the quality is is insane. Uh, now, Near Automata or Automata, still haven't figured out which way you're supposed to say that. But um, Mike and Balthazar, you guys both, you know, you'd lay on the line for this game, right? This is a yeah. this is a top mm. top one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good, feedback, guys any, Good feedback, Good <laughs> feedback. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a good game. Yeah, yeah good game. Yeah. <laughs> w- w- did you guys sort of know that this was a game changer when you played it sort of thing? W- was it immediately like a, holy shit, this is something I've never really seen before and this is really special? Mm. Probably about a third of the way in is yeah. where that happens. Mm. For me, at least. Because, I, you know, the, playing the, the core gameplay when you first start playing isn't what, you know makes it so special so playing it it's a great fun game but it's yeah probably from about a third of the way in where you realize what sort of a game it is it's it starts Tri- mucking around with yeah, um, preconceptions real. and things like that mm. Mm. that's awesome i yeah I, I really cannot wait to play that game that's another one i've just been keeping an eye on just because of you guys just keep raving about it and constant comparisons to metal gear solid 2 which i still think is probably my favorite metal gear solid just because it's so batshit insane <laughs> yeah um <laughs> yeah i finished um, yeah. it for a second time recently actually near automata yeah, yeah i went through oh, it on nice hard mode man. so it's good fun hell. have you got the platinum on that one yeah of course yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a given yeah. <laughs> This is this is Mike with the superpower to somehow play every game within a shorter amount of time than it than it takes someone to finish one. I, I just don't understand how that's yeah. even possible. <laughs> uh, we had Tom Rick. Oh no, I've written this down wrong. Tom Recon's Ghost Clancy Wild. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. I was like, just, just roll with it. Just yeah. Roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So Tom Recon's Ghost Clancy Wildlands. I played the demo of this. Uh, very <laughs> underwhelming. It was just. It was just a Ubisoft open world again. Like, they claimed that this was going to be... Uh, I mean, I don't know if they claimed. I remember seeing it at E3, and there was all those paid voice actors just being like, oh, get in the chopper, yeah, we're going to do this mission. And it was just like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> get into the chopper. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure someone said that at one point, and I just cringe. Yeah. Man, brutal. But um, did anyone play any amount of this other than... Any more than I did, which was probably about an hour. Nope. No, no. see, I don't touch no. Ubisoft games. So. 
<laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we had Star Trek Bridge Crew, which I don't think anyone played either, which was a, the Star Trek VR game, which kind of looks like a PS2 game. All, like, really bad looking All I've game. seen of that was, like, a brief clip on YouTube. And um, it was a bunch of bunch of mates playing, like, probably about our age. And then, um, so they log into a game. And then um, the... Um, you just hear this like little kid sounds like about eight being like i'm gonna be the pilot or whatever <laughs> i'm gonna be the captain <laughs> i'm gonna fly the ship and they're just like nope and just like we'll log out <laughs> oh man it's brutal uh, maybe the only people who have because it's a vr exclusive game right uh, i'm not sure i, I, I want to say it I is. Don't see why you'd want to play that game if it wasn't in vr like <laughs> controlling the like the, the just pushing buttons essentially it's just a button pushing speed. <laughs> I'm just, thinking, just trying to imagine it. It's just the, it sounds like the greatest bit of YouTube content yeah. ever. Nope. Nope. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Oh, man. That, that's where all the like the kids who used to be COD kids and Halo kids have moved over to Star, Star Trek Bridge Crew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, March was also the month of the old Mass Effect Andromeda, which... We'll, we'll, we have an award talking about that one later on as well. But, um, I mean, just, just brief thoughts, lads, on this one. Bit of a clusterfuck, really. Mm, mm. Just no care put in, eh? You know? Yeah. Uh, just, mm. oh, let's just do it. Put Mass, the name Mass Effect on it. You know, away we go. Like, just, uh, you know, no no heart, I think, mm. was the problem with that game. It was just just done. Just kind of it, it wasn't even a it wasn't even a like because i remember they showed that terrible e3 video of people working on concept art and like you know flash looking office blocks and things like that which oh, yeah. appeals to no one do you guys remember that at one of the e3s it was like oh yeah we've got a new mass effect and uh here's some like wireframes like oh sweet get mm-hmm. hype yeah <laughs> mm. um terrible way to show that game off and then yeah two two years later or whatever it, it was a mess it just came out and it seems like they put uh you know ea's um bioware's sort of c team on it even mm-hmm. just garbage it, it just became a joke it is still a joke that game just very depressing time in gaming it really was it got really everyone was just really angry and disappointed and it was not a great time that part of that part of march but then we had the antithesis of mass effect andromeda (laughs) snake pass (laughs) which man what a game what an absolute cracker of a game you played this game no i was thinking about it no you were thinking about it i was thinking about it but didn't get much further i I pre-ordered this game. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Hey, breaking laws rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pre-ordered two games this year, actually, and they were the day before they came out, I pre-ordered them. Because I was like, I just want to preload and what sort of... Mm. But, um, man, I love this game so much. It's so much fun. It's so colourful. Um, so easy to just, you know, pick up and put down. It's only about oh, 10, to, 10 to 12 hours sort of thing. Amazing soundtrack goofy as fuck looking snake hummingbird <laughs> assistant i love that um, the goofy snake is like is a key part a of it for you yeah yeah <laughs> it's to a be, pro it's a yeah, big pro. i was going to mention the goofy snake as well though because he just slithers around with that cheesy fucking grin on his face. <laughs> i love it you can use the d-pad to change his expressions <laughs> so good so good so much fun um, only very few qualms with that game, and that's there's not enough music from David Weiss uh, from from Donkey Kong and 
and ukulele and banjo kazooie amazing amazing composer not enough music from him um and then there's for some reason spike pits in that game which just seemed completely outrageous given that the only penalty is really you falling as should only really be the penalty is, is just falling down to the bottom and having to start again the spike pits is just redundant because they just kill you and you just go back to the start and it, it's very very strange design decision but the rest of that game was phenomenal and i gave it a nine when i reviewed it on overcastgamer.com um so yeah really really stoked with that uh the last game we had in march which this was actually the release date for the pc version uh thimbleweed park um i suppose we can talk about that now as well because it came out on ps4 a couple of months ago but came out originally in march i really loved it as well return to form for the point and click adventure ron gilbert back doing what he does best uh logic to the puzzles which a lot of the the previous point and clicks <laughs> that that was sort of my qualm with with a lot of the uh, mm. Broken Age and, and things like that was just yeah in, I, inventory mm. arbitrary inventory mashing essentially. Is yeah, what, what I recall on. I recall your review on OCG.com actually um, for Broken Age. Broken Age, yeah, and just being four out of ten, just raging, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> not okay. It went from no, it went from I really like this game. It was it was hovering around at eight, and then I finished it. And I was like. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That was shite. Yeah. yeah, it lost four points in the latter half of the game. So yeah, <laughs> very disappointing. But no, Thimbleweed Park is great. It, it's a lot of fun, and I enjoyed the very meta joke of literally picking up specks of dust, uh, pixel hunting. So it's mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> it, was, it was really yeah, it was good. Uh, moving to April, we have Persona Five kicking off April, which is insane. Again, another top quality AAA game. Uh, Anyone played the Balthazar? You've you've played you've watched someone play a little bit of this. Yeah, I've watched most of it through. Yeah. Then you go straight. Does it look good. like it's? Is it is it worthy of that acclaim? <laughs> that people yeah, it? yeah. It's. I mean, it looks like it's probably up there at least with the JRPGs of the year as being, you know, one of if not the best. Yeah. Mm. Awesome, Mike. No. Check this out. No, um, I mean the thing that put me off about it was um, just that they're all like high school kids. It's like, oh, yeah. why, why, why do I want to like play as much of high school kids? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I might, I might give it a go at some stage because it, it does look cool. So the thing that I that I recall most vividly about Persona Five is the failed OCG stream. Um, <laughs> thanks to <laughs> oh god, oh man, <laughs> thanks to the ridiculous uh, control of a bit. <laughs> yeah. But um, other than that, it looks good. I'd like to play it. Um, mm. Just not online, not streaming it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even I'm intrigued by this game and that uh, just just the idea of the psychological sort of aspect to it where you, you go into these mind palace kind of things and you explore these. The, the, mm. It's kind of like psycho. It's got the psychonauts kind of thing going on there, which I really, mm. really dig. Um, like the idea of that. But yeah. We'll pick that up at some point as well. It's a hundred-hour game, so Christ, it's going to be have to be the only thing I play that year. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had Parappa the Rapper on PS4, which I played the demo of and enjoyed, but uh, didn't feel the need to pick up the full game. Already played that back in the day. Uh, they just made it look more lifelike paper, really. You know, <laughs> the paper had better texture, and <laughs> it's all well and good. Um, Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition, which I mean, Bulletstorm was an okay game back in the day. Um, I played again in one I played the demo of and, and kind of enjoyed as a bit of a filler type game, but not too much to say about that one either. Ukulele. Um, now this was a interesting game because 
I thought this was going to be my game of the year, and I still thought that up until I got to about the second or third stage of that game. And then I realized, no, it's it's really not going to be. Um, it sort of lost its grip on on what was fun, and, and it sort of it tried to honor the tropes of the 64 genre in ways that, in the worst possible ways, essentially it kept all the really annoying shit from that era, uh, but sort of made that the joke. Like, oh, isn't it fun? That you that you have to walk through entire hub worlds to get to the next level, isn't isn't that really fun? You know, like, no, it's, it's really not. <laughs> There's a fucking reason we stopped doing this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but the, yeah, the first level of that game is amazing, um, and then it just kind of goes downhill quite a bit. From I, I got up to the final boss, and I just I don't care. I'm not going to finish that game because I just don't care mm. um, about the about the the story is garbage as well. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh outlast 2 which we did a stream on and balthazar uh i remember you really enjoyed that and it was also incredibly terrifying yeah well it's hard to say if things are terrifying or not because if you watch me play them like in the stream i i employ the same tactic to all those games which is if something is coming up at me which you can't kill i just turn around crouch and face <laughs> the wall and <laughs> hope it goes away um <laughs> So, yeah. No, I, yeah. that's one that I never got around to finishing as well, actually. I, I reached a point where it's kind of like... It, I guess it just got a bit samey as you went on. You know, the, yeah, yeah. the, the levels felt very similar, um, both in objective and layout and everything. So, yeah, yeah it, it didn't have that sort of... I don't really know what it was. That thing that the first Outlast had that just made it feel... Um, quite different i guess the different villains as you go through you know you went to different wings in the asylum that had different villains for that stage um and that just made it all feel more unique the whole way through whereas this one was for the most part just one crazy giant lady with the i don't remember what it was the cross-shaped pickaxe thing the whole way through yeah yeah i remember really enjoying you watching uh, watching you play that on the stream um, but not really something I would I would see myself playing in in general. It just seemed mm. a bit too bit too intense for me. Um, but yeah, seemed like a decent game. We had What Remains of Edith Finch, which was another game that I that I, I played. Um, I didn't play a huge amount of games this year, but you know there was a few in there. That was from the developer of The Unfinished Swan, uh, which I really really enjoyed. Um, two or three years ago, I think that game came out. And it's a real. I, I love what remains of Edith Finch. It's really good. It's just you exploring a house and sort of finding people's diaries and delving into their pasts and learning how these people, um, you know, their demise came about. Essentially, learning how how each of these family members died, and playing a sort of different game. And and every sort of every diary uh, utilizes a bunch of different mechanics. And and um, yeah, you just learn about their about their past and stuff. It's really really cool game. Really fun. Good mystery behind it some really weird there's there's a really cool bit where you have to use uh both both control sticks and sort of use both parts of your brain kind of thing like you have to do two things at once essentially you have to navigate a maze with a little boat on an ocean and at the same time you have to chop a bunch of fish in a factory because you're doing this mindless repetitive job which i can relate to now um and you sort of have to get rid of these fish heads and and throw them off the the side whilst you're also just playing this little mini game where you navigate this boat through this maze because this guy's just gone bit into the recesses of his mind to escape this mind-numbing job really really cool interesting ideas in that <laughs> game really dig it yeah uh we also had uh balthazar 
Psychopaths Mandatory Happiness. Mm. This was I played that you, one. You played that one, yeah. What, what was that? <laughs> Thoughts on that? Uh, it was kind of like a, a puzzle solvey graphic novel where you had to. So, so for the most part, you were just watching a story unfold, but you yep. had to pay attention to everything because you would reach, you know, pivotal choice moments and. It's not one of those, you know, oh, every choice, blah, 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 future of the game. It was like the choice would only be relevant to that particular decision. But if you hadn't paid, there were too many options for you to get lucky and guess the right thing. So if you hadn't paid attention to every detail of the case so far that you were trying to solve, you'd probably fuck it up kind of thing. Um, right. So it might be, for example, this person keeps giving you, uh, you know, the, the killer or the person who's about to commit the murder maybe sends you voice recordings of, of, you know, where to go and what to do. And if you listen to them carefully, you might hear a sound in the background every now and again. So when it gets to the point where you're in the building and you're like, we have two minutes before he commits the murder and we need to find what room in this 10 story, 100 room building he's in you need to think back to every instance of the room you've the voice clips you've heard or maybe tiny things you've seen so that when you look in on the map of the layout of the whole building you're like okay this is the room he'll be in kind of thing so you just have to basically point on the map as the one place you're going to look because you've only got two minutes so it's one of those things where it's just really long unfolding story but you have to remember every detail for when you get to the actual interactive part of it (laughs) (laughs) is that a good game design decision well i mean if you if you like visual novels it's 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 a good visual novel so i'd say like is it a good game design decision well it's pretty typical for a a, a way to play a graphic novel genre of game um so if you like those games then yes you would like this one very good very good um we also had little nightmares which was another indie game which i i'm really i really want to play having a time um which is a sort of puzzle platformer very similar vibes to Inside and, and the Play Dead games, Limbo as well. Um, a l- bit more colourful than both those games. But, yeah, it looks, looks really interesting. It's just sort of macabre. Um, I don't know. There's, like, weird giant dudes reaching around and trying to grab you as you're running through puzzles and, and, and platforming <laughs> and things like that. It's <laughs> really like odd. <laughs> it does. It, yeah, it looks really, actually looks really <laughs> disturbing. <laughs> It looks incredibly disturbing, and I'm I'm really keen to play that. But um, <laughs> Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was the last thing we had in April to finish that off, which you know ever that was a system seller for for people picking up a Switch. Um, and I still I haven't picked that up yet, but I will eventually because you know I want me and my my friends to be able to play on picnic tables at 11 p.m. and on basketball courts. Mm, yeah. Um, so yeah. And stop the whole that. party and you know just turn all the music down so you can play some Mario Kart. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Moving into May, we had Prey. Now, I know Mike and myself are big advocates of this game. Mike, you picked up Prey around release time as well? No, only maybe about a month ago. Oh, true. Nice one. It's the most most recent game I've finished. Um, And yeah, really enjoyed it. Just sort of like um, the the sort of freedom it gives you. So you're on a big space station and... You can just um, sort of wander around and you slowly unlock new areas, uh, get new abilities, which um, let you, you know, solve puzzles in different ways. So there's a lot of different ways you can approach things Um, and just sort of, yeah, like really, really sort of smart puzzle solving and world traversal kind of thing. Um, And yeah, pretty, pretty interesting story. The glue cannon is is quite game changing. I really thought that was awesome. A really cool tool to, to incorporate, be able to like, 
you know, freeze enemies and also build your own platforms, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I also really like the, um, it was the Huntress Boltcaster, which is, is basically a Nerf gun. And so oh, you got, yes. <laughs> you got these like little security booths, which are like locked from the inside. Um, but you got like a tiny little little window, um, you know, that people would pass papers through. So you sort of like crouch and like aim at the computer screen um, with the the Nerf gun <laughs> to and like shoot shoot the screen to like unlock the door. Awesome. You do like, like little things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. To like help you get around and get into sort of like places to. Is it is it jump stuff. scary with the thing where you know you rock into a room and the stapler tries to eat your face off? Is it? That? Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Because you got you got the um, I can't even remember what they're called now. Um, the Typhon, which is the like mimic. shape, yeah, mimics. The, mimics the like shape changing alien guys, mm. which you know they disguise themselves as like coffee cups and just every everyday items. Um, yeah, they like jump out at you every now and then, uh, and there's there's a couple of like. Um, scripted moments as well I think we're like uh, one bit where you're going up an elevator and just it all goes dark and everything stops and then the lights come on and there's a fucking trash can alien <laughs> just a trash can sitting in the corner you're like oh <laughs> yeah. no yeah and, and that's one of the cool things as well is like um, like way back when I played the demo it was like my first experiences like you know you got the, the aliens and um, you walk into a room and there's like you know a bunch of discs and stuff and then one yeah. one one desk has two chairs behind it. You think, wait a minute. So mm. like hit one of the um, the chairs with a wrench mm. and it's a, an alien. And you're just like, yes, got it. Like, <laughs> so awesome. A little bit like that. I, yeah, I, I felt like a madman playing that game at point say because yeah. I'd just run into a bathroom and I'd see you know a, a, a bucket and a mop and some toilet rolls and things and I'd just start laying into them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you do, do just that. Start you do whacking go around everything. Like, whacking. <laughs> and you feel you feel like a right numpty when none yeah. of them are mimics as yeah, well. Yeah. You're just like, oh, you guys got me. <laughs> really awesome game. Eh? I was very surprised with with Prey um, and that it's sort of tumultuous history. Um, you know, Prey Two was cancelled back in the day. Prey reboot came out of nowhere and has nothing to do with the previous Prey games. Mm. Um, but I really like the the story in Prey. Um, really mm. caught me while I was playing it. I, I haven't actually finished it, but I intend to go back to it. Um, there was just too much coming out this year. But yeah, really dig it. That was one of Bethesda's probably crowning glory this year, mm. I would say. Maybe yeah, a bit underrated a bit more to say. Well. I'm not sure. Um, like... I'd say so. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it did that well, to be honest, man. Um, mm. Just looking at the at the sort of, in terms of monetary, um, you know, financial gain kind of thing for them. It's uh, yeah, it, it was not a flop, but it didn't didn't exceed expectations or anything like that. So, mm. yeah, it's a bit disappointing because it's a bloody good game. Uh, yeah. We had Minecraft on Switch, which no one cares about. We had <laughs> Justice Two. No one pick, No one's really a fighting game person, are they? No. Nah. No, uh, I don't think not so. until yeah. June. Apparently, apparently, quite good, but again, I don't care about superheroes, and I don't care about fighting games, so it's not a good mix. <laughs> uh, we had Rhyme, which is a, a, another sort of puzzle platformer, which I will pick. Up, I'll be picking that up on Switch because that'll be perfect for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's kind of my idea with that one as well. Just you know, leave it until it's on the right platform. Yep, yep. Really looking forward to that. There's there's so many. There's a few titles on Switch that I'm really I've just been waiting for these to get like Shovel Knight is one I've just been stopping myself buying so many times. And I'm like, no, no, you'll be able to play that on Switch. It'll be perfect on Switch. Yeah. And, Hollow um, Knight's so going to Switch, isn't it? What is? Hollow Knight? 
Uh, oh, I, I think is so. It really? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think. Uh, awesome. I've been yeah. waiting for it to come out on PS4, but I think they're releasing it on Switch first. Oh, mm. that's unheard of. Anyway. pretty much. <laughs> third party, third party going to Switch first. That's awesome. Hollow Knight has a great art style. I really like the look of that game. Yep. Mm. Mm. Um, we also had Friday the Thirteenth, the game, which again that looks like a lot of fun, and I like a lot of the mechanics. You could you you're either playing as a camp uh, camp Switch. camper or a, yeah. a counselor or a um <laughs> or Jason, and you can you if you're Jason you obviously have to hunt down the the, the counselors and if you're the counselors you have to hide away from Jason. But the the really cool things I like is that it's all sort of multiplayer and there's things like you can only communicate with people if you're within a certain distance of them um, in terms of chatting through the headset. Or if you're far away, you need a walkie-talkie, and then you can communicate with with them over a long distance. Like just mm. ideas like that, I really, really like. Mm. Um, but that, that game has apparently had a bit of trouble as well, uh, so it wasn't that well received, unfortunately. But cool concept, maybe just I don't know, get your shit together in terms of network issues and things like that. <laughs> uh, June, moving in halfway through the year, <laughs> it seems like we've just been through about five years mm-hmm. of games. Um, Tekken Seven, which again. No one's really into fighting games. I played it. Who really cares? <clears throat> Did you? Yeah, I enjoyed it somewhat. Does it? But it didn't. It, yeah. it, it didn't really last very long. Like, yeah. Finished yeah, it. I mean, can yeah. imagine. I think it's the kind of game where you would have a great time if you lived in like a second year flat at university and you and all your mates yep. could just yeah. drink beers and play Tekken. But yeah, if yep. you're just sitting about by yourself, mm. like like I would be with no friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it is yeah. what it is. The disposable income millennials uh, not not on board with Tekken Seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dirt Four, Regan, that was that's you. Yeah, Dirt Four. Um, I played for a good couple of weeks, and yep. it was okay. It was definitely a bit of a. It was a hard pill to swallow for me in some ways because I love the simulator side of racing games, and Dirt Four was definitely a step backwards and towards arcadey stuff when compared to. Uh, dirt rally from a couple years before Uh, so it was okay and I'd imagine that there are plenty of people out there who would have loved it if they're into that kind of thing Um, it I struggled with some sort of handling issues where I felt like the cars were they were kind of it was too arcadey and I felt like I couldn't drive them properly how they would drive you know as I expected Um, right but yeah it was fine like if you're into that sort of game then then cool you probably enjoy it Um, and there were enough modes and things in there for it to be quite good so solid solid game Um, just perhaps wasn't quite my cup of tea I guess but yeah there you go nice nice Codemasters right Codemasters yep Codemasters yep awesome Uh, we had Wipeout Omega Collection which again I I remember loving Wipeout back in the day Mm. I played the demo of Omega Collection and I, I just think I'm too old. I just don't have the hand-eye coordination for these sorts of games anymore, and it's all too fast, and everything's a blur, and there's some pounding EDM soundtrack, and I was just overwhelmed, and I stopped playing it. Come away with a headache, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like going to a rave in your bedroom. It's not that fun, you know? It's just <laughs> it's a single-person silent disco. But uh, we had arms, strange I'm not convinced anyone played that game. I hope no one's played it <laughs> yeah um, arms is an odd one if you haven't heard about arms what's going on but anyway um yeah Nintendo switch I guess they were as it sounded to me like it was another one of those things that probably came up in their six months of playing around with the hardware and someone went yeah this is kind of fun we could probably mm. make like a like a thing out of this it might be like splatoon yeah 
Um, and then it just kind of, well, from what I understand, it just wasn't. So. It's it's essentially Mike Tyson's punch out, but with switch controls. And, you know, it's like Mike Tyson's punch out for a new generation <laughs> kind of thing. Mm. <laughs> like, 25 years after that game came out. Except Mike Tyson just, with like springy controllable yeah, arms. Lolly, lollipop legs and all sorts of crazy Nintendo toys. <laughs> yeah. Bizarre, bizarre game. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV Stormblood. Balthazar, this is you. Mm. This is yeah. uh, was that in June. You're, you're quite happy with this? I am. Yes. Oh you, yeah, well, I suppose you still are because it's it's an ongoing it's an ongoing thing. <laughs> yep, it did what it said it would. Added more yep. content. Stuff is still coming out for it. It's good. Nice. Yeah, did its job. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Good. Did what it said on the packet. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Crash Bandicoot's insane trilogy. Now, Mike, you you picked this up. You played this quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, I played through um, all three of those games. So. Platinum all nice, three. Man. Me too. No, me no. too. Didn't <laughs> shit. Come nah, on, well, I mean to platinum, you got to do the um, the speed uh, runs of every level. So, uh, so like, what know, a slap in the face that is! A yeah. I hate speed runs. Yeah, yeah. So I did like you know speed runs of about two levels, and it was like nah. Even <laughs> even like the very first level of Crash Bandicoot one took me yeah. like ten tries or something to actually get the um. The, the little thing 10 tries yeah something like that because you gotta you gotta do it in like very specific way to actually get do it fast enough right yeah so it's like you gotta do that with you know, every jump has to be precise yeah yeah and, yeah. and yeah. i think there was everyone's um most hated level um oh, the, yeah I, I just you know bro, had that in my to mind nowhere. yeah the bridge the bridge one bridge, yeah bridge to bridge, bridge to yeah, yeah. yeah so i just had that in my mind and i was i Nah, just not going to do it. <laughs> not going to give it a go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Crash I, Bandicoot, while the Insane Trilogy, especially Crash 1, sort of reminded me how ruthless older games were. Yeah. I mean, Crash 2 was my jam back in the day, and I got 100% on that for, you know, for about the fourth or fifth time nice. in my life. So. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I was quite taken aback with, by how much both sequels improved on, on their predecessors. Crash 1... Mm. After I finished that, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. And I played Crash 2. I was like, Crash 1 ain't shit. <laughs> and I played <laughs> Crash 3. And I was like, Crash 2 ain't shit. <laughs> it's yeah. just great. But they also got a lot easier as they went along, I noticed. Yeah, yeah, and that's probably definitely. why I liked the third one the most, because it was the easiest. Mm. But uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. It did exactly what it set out to do. I think that was pretty much a flawless remake of um, of the Crash Bandicoot trilogy. Mm-hmm. Would you say so, Mike? Yeah, yeah, definitely agree there. Yeah, it was just exactly exactly what we what we wanted. So props to I think it was Vicarious Visions who did that yep, one. Yep. Um, moving into July, another Final Fantasy. We had Final Fantasy twelve, The Zodiac Age. Mm. Regan, I remember you picked I, this up. I did pick it up, and I played twenty hours of it, maybe, um, yeah. and then stopped. Uh, just because I don't know what it was I, I just got a big old belt of nostalgia which is exactly the currency these these games are trading in yeah. and I was yep. like I need to I need to go pick out this fucking game I had a great time <laughs> with this game I need to go I need to go get it and I literally went to the warehouse at like 9 o'clock at night one night because I just I was like nah I was trying to stop myself from getting it I was like nah I'm going to get it and then played it for a bit and, and just kind of yeah, it, it ebbed away, and um, and I've just stopped playing it. Had your fault. Yeah, I probably will go back and finish it at some stage, but um, yeah, 
and it is what it is it's just the same game with um you know some switch systems and and higher res textures so yeah 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 and did mike and balthazar you guys you guys picked this up as well yeah i played it i, I finished it again so yeah. nice got your money's nice. worth yeah definitely yeah. Yeah. nice yeah <laughs> yeah balthazar was this was this one of yours uh i played it yeah didn't finish yeah. that one but made some progress Nice, nice. That seems that seems to be the gen, the consensus with uh, Final Fantasy Twelve is yeah, yeah, I played it and then I stopped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apart from Mike, who just finishes everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, finish the time. <laughs> uh, after that, we had Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered, uh, which I I bought because I love 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 Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare, um, and exactly you know great remake of this game again. It was it was a fantastic remaster. Sorry, it was a fantastic remaster of um cod 4 did exactly what it needed to do and the uh what was it called advanced no what was the other call of duty called that was tacked onto it that was infinite was warfare, infinite, warfare? Like, mm. infinite warfare yeah that's yeah. the one that was actually all right like yeah. that was fine the, the story behind it that wasn't as terrible as everyone was thinking it was like, oh cod in space is gonna be shit that wasn't shit <laughs> yeah. it was it was actually kind of fun yeah yeah um, i played through that so, um a couple of months ago i think um so i picked it up yeah. for about 25 bucks which is, um, I think, about appropriate value for it. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but, you know, you play yeah. through the, the campaign once and then you, you're done with it pretty much. So. Yeah, 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 no, I, I agree. I enjoyed I, it. I have, I have no desire to, to revisit the, the Infinite Warfare part of, of that Call of Duty uh, yeah. experience. <laughs> but um, the Call of Duty 4 is, is awesome and it's great to play that game again. Uh, we had <clears> Splatoon 2, which, Balthazar, you, you were all over that. Yeah, yeah, it was a good one. It was like uh, like Splatoon one, but more variety <laughs> in in guns and stuff, and on the Switch. So nice, kind of nice. What everyone exactly. Yeah. Two paint rollers instead of one. <laughs> yeah, they did add dual wielding. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I, I just I I don't know. I I love Nintendo's. Just don't give a fuck about anything else. What anyone else is doing, we're just gonna do our own thing, and and everyone enjoys it. Because they just stand by their decisions. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> um, Fortnite, which I haven't actually played any of, but it, it's it's a phenomena at the moment. A lot mm. of people are playing Fortnite. Have you guys tried this at all? I haven't tried it, um, but you know, a couple of friends are playing it quite a bit at the moment. <clears throat> yeah. But, um, I mean, it's online multiplayer, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel I feel the same way, Mike. Yeah, it's like, well, it's good for everyone else. <laughs> not for me. Um, all right. Well, we'll move into August then. We had the Long Dark, which Regan, that was uh, we did stream of that, I believe. Yeah, we did. I really liked the Long Dark, um, and I only really stopped playing it because I sort of had a. Um, I think I went away for a weekend or something, and it just kind of broke the broke the mm. chain, I guess, as far as uh, yep. as that game goes. You know, it happens with games. Long Dark's phenomenal game, really sort of quite simple and stark in its um, in its mechanics, uh, but it kind of it's just what you need. Like it's it's it, they haven't done anything extra. Um, survival game, get lost out in the wilderness. You have to manage your kind of heat, you know body warmth and resources and all that kind of thing, um, and just survive basically. I, I, yeah, I really liked it. The the art style was really nice. Um, good level of difficulty. Uh, there was a story to it which I never actually finished because really the the sandboxy kind of modes were the best. Um, 
yeah great game if you're into that sort of survival stuff it's it's a very different twist there's no monsters or anything just wolves and and bears that can kill you in a, in a couple hits so yeah check it out it's really good really good I, I really enjoyed the the mental image Regan I got of of it just being like the most cracker of a Wellington day. Regan's inside on this on this computer, and um and your girlfriend walks in and is like Regan, let's go to the beach or something, and you're just like, no, I'm in the mountains, and you're just like, cr- you know, crafting a fire or something, and you're barely alive, and it's yeah. like, no, I'm really into this. That's not far from what happened. It's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I'm stalking this deer. I need to get it. Yeah, the thing about that game, <laughs> I to... yeah, and I think I mentioned this a couple of times, is that it kind of, it's, you know, like Bethesda and Skyrim are always like, the player crafts their own story and all that kind oh, of bollocks. Yeah. This, is the, this yeah. is the kind of game that actually does that. So you mm-hmm. go out and, like, I genuinely think that if I had kept notes on what had happened each day, and sort of written it out like a diary it would have been a really compelling yeah. story like you just you go oh today i'm going to do this but then you go out and you try and do it and a storm rolls in or you break your leg somehow or that kind of thing and then what is a, just a totally normal kind of day and what you're going to try and achieve just becomes this massive fight for survival and like you have this real sense of sort of exhaustion and relief when you do get back to some shelter and you get a fire going and you're like oh thank god it's like man surviving out there would be nearly impossible you know it's it's a fucking sweet game it's really cool and that is that still was that an early access when you picked it up no it was just after it had been it's released. fully re- full release yeah. yeah awesome awesome very good well that i don't think that's available on consoles it is available on steam though so you can go and go and check that one out uh we had tacoma which i'm really interested again i haven't been able to play this this is by the fulbright people who did um gone home um which was a game that i really enjoyed until the big reveal and then i thought it was terrible (laughs) so (laughs) i was not happy with the way that that game ended um but yeah i don't know i'm I'm intrigued by tacoma it's sort of like gone home but in space and you're a deserted kind of space station thing and looks looks interesting walking simulator type game as as they've come to be known Mm. um but yeah we had telltale batman uh episode one came out which I don't know. Probably play that at some point. It's coming out on Switch, so kind of intrigued. I mean, <laughs> the Telltale fatigue is real again. Mm. Very, very real. They're doing what are they doing? Marvel. What's his face? Guardians of the, Galaxy. the Galaxy. Um, they're doing another. Oh, I think they're doing Stranger Things or something. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're just jumping on all those properties. All eh? the bad wing and um, wagons. Yeah, yeah. I I really want to see them tackle something really mm. tricky, like making a murderer or, um, you know, telltales. Just something real, something based on real life that would be hard <laughs> as to do. <laughs> Maybe just, uh, what's like the really boring political drama, like Telltale's The West Wing or something. Telltale <laughs> making a Telltale game. Oh just man! Meta. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> making a Telltale, yeah. Office dramas. <laughs> From the guys who bought you every other Telltale game. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we had Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice. Now I know Balthazar was a was a pretty much a uh, I don't know massive fan. Would you say Balthazar? Or you really liked this game anyway. I thought it was a good game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I well for some reason I also thought it was a bad game for some reasons. So mm. mixed. mixed mixed fan. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Did uh, Mike? Did you did you play this? Yeah, I played it. I, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, 
I mean, I can see what Belthazar is saying. Like, it's not a game that warrants more than one playthrough. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> I think my issue with, with it was, like, um, it seemed a little bit slow-paced. Uh, and so, like, it's supposed to be sort of a bit of a terrifying experience, like, playing through it. But I, I found it quite relaxing because she's just doing, the, like, a slow jog the whole time. And mm. Okay most enemies like you can kill fairly easily and then yeah like once you clear an area you're safe so you just you know meander around solving some puzzles which aren't too uh, difficult yeah uh, yeah but Balthazar, yeah. i remember champion the puzzle solving part to me he he, he really thought i'd dig that that mm. aspect of it yeah it had some cool puzzles um, and the sort of the the addressing of mental health and psychosis and things like that mm, mm. um you know I, I don't really know much about it and um, i'm keen as to play it but I, I heard that mentioned and i was immediately intrigued um if a mm. game can sort of start using that as a metaphor kind of thing yeah. or using gameplay I mechanics think, yeah, it was really well i think that's the weakest part of the game by far for me like that was what i always sort of thought like that was my that was my mixed part of it um i don't know why people sort of loud that as being such a you know revolutionary or great concept in the game i think it was by far the weakest part of that game was them trying to ham fist that uh sort of narrative in there because they didn't stay consistent enough to it and it didn't work very well man that's a, that's a real shame i think mm. that was those those guys first game if i'm not very much mistaken um mm. and i also remember something you said about this, which was it was the best graphics you'd ever seen yeah on pc um yeah there were yeah there were just some parts of it where i looked at it and i was like oh yeah undoubtedly like this section here is graphically the best thing i've ever seen in mm. a game um i mean it's not like i've played every game ever made um but certainly yeah on pc Senua's sacrifice had a lot of like environmental areas in it which just looked amazing yeah i mean, they looked can perfect. say the same thing as well and even even like um if you like move the camera around and look look close up to her face and there's like you can see the the mud caked on her like if her face and stuff like yeah it looks all really amazing i love i love that sort of stuff that game will probably take me way too long to finish because i'll just be <laughs> looking Staring at cloth yeah. physics and yeah. mud mud caked on people's faces and things um we had a we had an interesting game next which was lawbreakers which is one of the biggest flops i've ever seen of, <laughs> of anything this was a game from cliff blazinski of unreal tournament fame and it, it was sort of trying to break into that um I don't know if you want to call it hero shooter market of uh, Overwatch and um, what was the other one that came ar- around that time? Uh, Overwatch oh, what was, was the successful one. So. Yeah, what what was the Battle really good one? Battleborn. Battle Battle oh yeah, yes, Battleborn. Thank you. Thank you. That. Thank you. I think that's because that wasn't a hero shooter. That was like a MOBA. That was an yeah. FPS MOBA. Like it had lane pushing and stuff. That was a it yeah. Was, that was yeah. a weird they, one. They really coddled those two games. They they sort of like had those two games together though everyone was comparing overwatch to battleborn one you could buy for two dollars in a bargain bin and one was full price <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i don't know lawbreakers was was quite interesting because i've never really liked clip blizzinski that much he seems like a bit of an arrogant prick to me um every time he's just like yeah my games are the shit and they're chainsaw guys and they're all real buff it's <laughs> <laughs> like you know gears of war as well and um lawbreakers came out and just flopped hard no one gave a shit about that game <laughs> so it's pretty pretty interesting uh thing to watch we had sonic mania which we did a stream of and regan loved it 
Yeah, very cool game. Um, I still I haven't finished it, and that's because perhaps it's uh, too hard for me. But um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, it was very cool. It was uh, in a nutshell a, a really imaginative recreation of the original kind of Sonic trilogy, I suppose, along yep. with added uh, added mechanics and added levels and things by. Um, you know, by by the guys that that did the the game, uh, yeah, really cool, and another great game on Switch, like another perfect fit for that that mm-hmm. platform. So, yeah, yeah, hard to hard to say no at that. And I and I remember, I think it was only like thirty bucks, or something like that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, it was cheaper on Switch than PS4. I remember that much. Um, and it was also a game that came from a fan game, and and Sega just saw this dude making a cool Sonic game. It was like, hey man, do you want to make a fully licensed Sonic game instead and make a bunch of money? He's like, hell yeah, <laughs> um, and it did really well. Yeah. So it's it, I don't know, it's a really good a feel good story that's yeah. come instead of Nintendo squashing Eddie and every mm, all the fan games. You know, you know, it's obviously Sega and Nintendo are different, but Nintendo always squashing fan games like um the the Metroid one that they they culled this year. And the Pokemon I one. The name, but. Uh, and the Pokemon, yeah, absolutely, yeah, the Pokemon one. Um, we had Uncharted, The Lost Legacy, which Mike and I have both finished, I yep. think. Uh, yep. What, what did you think of this, Mike? Oh, I absolutely loved it, eh? I mean, it's more, yep. more Uncharted. Um, yep. But I, I think this one, like, it's not, not as long as a, a regular Uncharted game, but it, the length to me uh, seemed just about perfect. Yeah, And um, it was probably about eight hours or something like that, I yeah, would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, just just absolutely loved the um, yeah uh, the gameplay story was pretty cool. I thought um, yeah, and yeah, the last level just blew me away. Did, did you re- did you enjoy spending time with um, Chloe and Nadine? Uh, yeah, they're all right. So. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah um, they're fine. They're fine. Yeah. Like I, I was never a big fan of like Chloe um, before this, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose. She's all right. You learn a bit more about <laughs> her kind of thing. She's, she's yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you don't get to play as Nadine, interestingly mm. enough, which I thought was going to be the case. So there's going to be chopping and changing between those two, but uh, just Chloe, really. Yeah. And But the, I don't know. There's a moment in that game which was very similar to the giraffes in The Last of Us, which mm. I absolutely adored. Mm. Um, can you can you sort of figure out what I'm talking about it, there, Mike? The, I'm being a the bit elephants? Vague. The elephants. Mm. Do they yeah. just recycle so, the exact same scene, put but put elephants in there? I too? imagine so. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> like you go through like, this massive like cover based shooting section, and then you t- both just burst out onto a roof above like a you know a, a sort of a an overgrown, overgrown city, and then some elephants walk through, and they're like, "Whoa!" And then one of them weirdly has the same voice as jo- as uh, as Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Troy Baker somehow made it in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Troy Baker voiced both Nadine and Chloe, by the way. And elephant number three. <laughs> <And> elephant, yeah. <laughs> no, I love, I love it. I love that section. It was great. Yeah. Um, and it was only, oh, I traded in a bunch of games for that. I ended up getting it for like 40 bucks, so I was pretty happy with that. Um, Mike, did you pick that? I mean, it was on sale for about 60 I think, at regular retail price. Yeah, I think I got it off the PlayStation Store, so it was like 60 or 70 Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Which I, is, I was pretty happy. Right. Um, we then move into Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, which no one saw. I mean, 
when it was announced that we'll get to Nintendo and Ubisoft a bit later on, but when this partnership was announced, whew, people were mad. <laughs> <laughs> I was more confused than mad, but uh, man, the internet was not happy about this. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it was pretty... I, I loved Ubisoft's re- re- you know, reveal of this game at E3 with Eve Guillermo and um, Shigeru Miyamoto both just being these cheesy old men posing with these laser blaster guns and things. and <laughs> yeah. uh, It was great. It was so good. And the game is apparently really, really good. Um, Balthazar picked this one up, eh? Mm. Yeah. And it really was enjoyed a good it. one. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah it, it was a surprising step, as we've already noted, for <laughs> Nintendo. But no, it was a yeah, surprisingly good game. Yeah, it was a sort of XCOM-style Mario um, mixed with... Well, you don't even really control Mario. You control that Roomba vacuum cleaner thing. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently really, really good. Oh, I don't know. It doesn't really seem like my sort of thing, but it's still Nintendo, so I'm like, they can't do any wrong. So I'm uh, thinking about picking this up at some point on Switch as well, so I'm done with all my, my Shovel Knights and my Mario Odysseys. Um, but yeah, Yakuza Kawami which is the uh, remake of Yakuza, the first Yakuza game, I think. Um, I think that's correct, but that came out in August. Again, another Yakuza game. Keen as to play all of these when I can. Um, Just looks insane, but it's cool to know it's out there. Uh, The last thing that came out in August was Life is Strange Before the Storm, which is sort of the new Life is Strange, first episode of the new Life is Strange or whatever. Um, I don't have many thoughts on this. Again, I, I, I played... 10 to 15 minutes of Life is Strange <laughs> when it was free. Absolutely hated it. Yeah, like I was going to say, of, mo- moving on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember my just visceral reaction to this game, and I, I've, I've never, it's not often that I just hate a video. I'm usually very apathetic if something's like boring. I just, oh, you chug through it, put on a podcast or whatever and play it. But this I really hated, like <laughs> visceral. So um, no desire whatsoever to investigate this one. September, Nak 2. <laughs> Nak 2 came out, and Nak has kind of been a joke of the industry for a while now. Mark Cerny was the one of the chief PS4 architects, um, and I think PS3 and maybe in PS2. But this was sort of his weird pet project, the original Nak was, and I don't know, it didn't get particularly good reviews. It wasn't terrible, but it just kind of became a joke. It was just everyone was just like why knack why does anyone give a shit about this guy like he's a terrible um <laughs> terrible sort of mascot platformer and then knack mm. got a sequel for some reason <laughs> i heard about one of the knacks i can't remember if it was one or two but basically they were touting like like you, you couldn't jump there wasn't like a proper jump button or something like that but every time you oh. needed to jump over an object it essentially turned into a cutscene, and you'd like oh man get over this object <laughs> and then keep going oh so, that's pretty brutal what? context context sensitive jumping yeah yeah and he's like oh yeah it's this new feature like context sensitive jumping and it's just like no, it's, just, <laughs> it's not a feature mate that's, that's yeah. awful man yeah it reminds me of the, the harry potter and the philosopher's stone game on ps1 which had the same thing you could only jump when there was a gap to be jumped mm-hmm. it was horrible horrible but um i don't know nacto was reviewed a lot better than the original knack i'll say that much i played the demo still not wowed by it but um might pick it up when it's like 
15 bucks or something, maybe. I like Mike Cerny. He's got a nice smile. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like a nice enough guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We had Destiny 2 come out and then Destiny 2 on PC uh, in October. But, Balthazar, you you were going to pick up Destiny 2. You you did pick it up. What do you think of it? Yeah. Uh, Destiny 1, but the sequel. (laughs) Nice. That's it. If you like the first, you'll like this one. If you didn't, move on. Yeah. There's uh, shaders, which are now only single use. Yeah, which everyone was was pretty angry about. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Destiny lost all my goodwill with their bloody, I don't know, terrible first game and also their Red Bull promotion. Um, that was that was the real kick in the teeth that they had with the original Destiny. Was they had a Red Bull, but you know, buy a can of Red Bull and you get an XP boost or something. I was like, this is not why I like gaming. Mm. Um, and I was just like, God, I'm not supporting this. <laughs> this is terrible. But uh, I don't know. It was a tight shooter. Again, Bungie never make bad shooters uh, in terms of controls and and mechanics and things like that. But I just didn't agree with the whole ethos behind Activision, what Activision did with it, and Bungie, I guess, by proxy sort of thing. So Destiny 2 seems like a good game. Um, Might pick it up when it's really cheap, but yeah. We had uh, Divinity Original Sin, which I've heard is one of the best RPGs of all time. Mm, Yeah, Um, um, and Divinity Original Original (laughs) Sin 2 apparently is even better. Um, It'll be something that I pick up probably on like a Steam sale or something like that. Um, I've played the first one and it is fantastic. Did you finish the first one? I didn't finish it, no. Yeah, I I played it years ago, but um, it was still when it was quite... I'm not sure if this was a problem with it, but um, it was still quite new. It might have even been an early access at that point. I'm not sure. But um, I just got to a point where, um, yeah, I couldn't progress because the battles had become too hard. Oh, I just... And oh, right. you couldn't really go back because once you cleared out an area, the enemies were gone. So right. I couldn't really go back and do some grinding to improve. Yeah. Oh, so I just got to a point where it, like, I just couldn't progress. Mm. Um, For, from the reviews that I've seen of, mm. of the second one, it's... Um, yeah, one, like like you say, one of the best RPGs ever made. So mm. that's a pretty big deal, I guess. But yeah, I don't know what it is. It, it probably the first one didn't like it was great. It didn't probably didn't inspire me to be like, yeah, the second one I'm going to go out and buy this on day one or whatever like that. Mm. But um, yeah, yeah, there you go. It came out. It was a thing. Mm. <laughs> Lots of lots of really interesting. Uh, I don't know. I've heard that game touted as as one of those games that have tons of different mechanics, and the way those mechanics interweave with one another mm. is the real star of the show. Like you can have a dude with lightning abilities, and he can, you know, shock. You can have a dude with water abilities as well, and he can mm. lay down water, mm. and the other guy can shock the water and, and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah, that was a big so, part of Original Sin One as well. Well, yeah, yeah, just sort of like the the elements and the environment things like that um cropping up so you, like you most of the time it like screwed me over in a big way because you know my whole party <laughs> would get poisoned and then exploded and just wiped out immediately <laughs> so you like, oh man be real careful avoiding stuff like that so, yeah <laughs> ruthless yeah. uh we had metroid samus returns now I, th- I believe this was a 3ds game um balthazar you you played this during your metroid binge no i didn't um, oh, you didn't play this because one because it, it would require buying it as a full price new release, um, right. which I don't do for handheld games. Uh, heard amazing things though. I played the original Metroid Two: Return of Samus um, that Samus Returns is a remake of, um, 
and I've seen stuff from this remake and it looks, I mean, it's getting sort of nines and, and 9.5s and stuff. Like it's a really faithful remake that just updates a lot of the systems and, and makes it quality. So not that anyone out there still has a 3DS, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, it's a, it's a console that's, uh, it's on the leave, <laughs> unfortunately, because mm. the switch is too damn good, which we'll talk about later as well. But, um, Steam World Dig 2, which I, I played Steam World Dig 1 on 3DS, surprisingly enough, and really enjoyed it. It was just a repetitive mining game, and I, sometimes I just wanted that. You know, just go down into the earth, mine some gems, come back up, sell them, go back and buy better mining tools so you can mine more gems and sell them and get better mining tools. Um, I don't know. I enjoyed it. It was good. It was good for what it was, and Steam World Dig 2 just seems to be more of that, so I'll probably pick that up at some point as well. Seems really good. Um, Guild Wars 2 Path of Fire, which was Balthazar's bag as well. And um, yep. is that the one that expanded the world quite considerably? It did, yeah. So yep. just added a huge amount of extra areas to go to. Um, yeah, same same story as Stormblood, really. Good. Yep. Did what did what it said it would. Nice. Continuing on the... Essentially just keeping the legacy going of that of yeah. franchise, right? Yeah. Me. Um, and then the final thing we had for September was Cuphead, which I, I haven't played because I do have an Xbox One and my PC will probably blow up if I try to play even Cuphead on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, man, that game looks good. I'm so pumped to play Cuphead. It looks The art style is amazing. It's so good. Just mm. testament to that, you know, 1930s Disney style. And they've just captured that so perfectly. And the music as well. Um, yeah, really, really pumped. Has, has anyone else checked this out or have any desire to whatsoever? I maybe would play it one day, but it's sort of, when I think about the actual kind of mechanics and things, I'm not sure if it would really be my jam, like the whole, because yeah. essentially sort of like a side-scrolling <clears throat> um, like boss game, really, and, mm. and, and from what I've seen. One of those ones, Metal Slug. It used mm. to, before mm. it was going to be, before it was going to be just bosses, um, but then Cuphead sort of they saw the potential behind it they saw how many people were really int- interested by this game from the E3 showing and they decided to put actual full on levels in it so yeah there's, I think there's a boss at the end of every level right, right. but um, yeah, there's actual levels not just a string of boss fights kind of thing mm. maybe one day mm. yeah nice nice it's getting really good reviews anyway um, moving into October we had Forza 7 which I don't think anyone's played yeah no uh, yes, another racing game kind of thing. Shadow of War is where it gets interesting because <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't expecting this game to be uh, for, for Balthazar to essentially tear this game a new one as much as you did. Mm. <laughs> um, thought it was going to be at least like pretty pretty good kind of thing, and it just doesn't seem to be that way. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mike, you play Shadow of War as well? No, um, I was on the fence about getting it, and because um, yeah. I, I was a little bit hyped for it because I look cool, um, but, and I I got um, Shadow. I was trying to remember the name of the first one, Shadow of Mordor, um, yep. so in anticipation, and played through that again on the PS4. Um, nice, but then but then there are all the controversies about you know the loot boxes and microtransactions and the um, the fourth hog um, dude. If that was yep, his name, yeah, um, yeah. So I decided to give a miss, and it, it looked the um, the gameplay looked much similar to um, 
Shadow of Mordor. And so yeah, having, like, having just played that, like, yeah, just I don't think I'm ready for it just yet. I mean, I might, yeah, I might yeah. wait a year or so. Um, you know, might might be time to pick it up later on. But yeah, just not at the moment. Yeah, so it sounded, from what Balthazar said, it was a lot of the same, mm. um, and that's why he wasn't really a fan of it. It was just a big slog kind of thing, and it was mm. it was copy and paste of Shadow of Mordor really in terms of just doing the same old rinse and repeat. Yeah, um, and it, take over generals and and it sounded like um, you know from putting it in all the the loot boxes and stuff was it did that one have loot boxes yeah yeah oh yeah like oh, the yeah like that the it, the gameplay sort of suffered from that yeah so yeah unfortunate we'll man. maybe 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 we'll later. get to loot boxes we'll get to loot boxes later on because those have been a running theme of this year um, but the evil within two now this was another one that. You played Balthazar. You played the Evil Within one, mm. um, and wasn't a fan, if I remember correctly. Not at all. Uh, and the Evil Within two, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Continues on that trend of uh, yeah. Bethesda's <laughs> unfortunate, but um, I don't know. I've I've, been, I've seen this getting reasonable reviews. Um, the Evil Within two. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, people are blind and foolish. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't have any desire whatsoever to play this. I admire Shinji Mikami because he's Resident Evil dude, but uh, yeah, just not not my not my bag. Um, Michael Regan, either of you guys? No. Nah. 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 Uh, GT Sport Regan, this was you. We did stream a GT Sport uh, two weeks ago. Yep. Uh, and you you're a fan. Yeah, it's um, a good, somewhat. It's a good game. Um, has its problems. Uh, yeah. it just kind of needs a bit more I think um, yeah I mean the core game the actual sort of online play is really fun but yeah I think it, for me it's just kind of a lack of content and things which they'll probably fix with updates and stuff well I hope so mm. um, so it's sort of a flawed game at release but I think um, eventually it'll become quite a cool thing and there should be a, hopefully a good community around it so yeah that's cool it's good nice, nice. Does does everything it was it promised to do, but maybe needs a little bit more content there. Yeah, a bit of time. Give it some time. Give it six months. Nice. I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, we've got South Park, The Fractured Butthole, which I picked up and played about four hours and, and enjoyed it. Um, but then Mario Odyssey came out and again ruined my life um, in the best way possible. Did uh, who, who else played The Fractured Butthole? I've got it. Haven't played it yet. Just haven't had the time. Yeah. Um, it'll yeah. it'll happen. Um, yeah, I, kind of is what it is. It seems to me like it's, you know, there's additions to the battle system and things like that, but it, it's just, it's kind of more of the, the, the original game, which is which is probably a good thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, we just haven't found the time yet. Mike, do you, you play this one at all? No, no. It's, uh, it's another no. Ubisoft. Nope. Um, <laughs> not, not that that's what's putting me off about this game. Like, I probably would like to play it, but um, I did yep. try playing the, the first one. Like, I, I tried twice to, to get into it but I just couldn't get into it so I think maybe it's not your bag not my bag yeah ah fair enough man um Assassin's Creed Origins now Regan this was all you buddy yeah I still plan on picking this up and playing it um yeah I just again haven't had time it's been this month's been crazy yeah. for me um the, yeah I, I'm probably going to give it the best shout it can and get it on PC because apparently it's a lot better to look at um Oh, then you know, I I've been hearing it's got like pretty bad. layers of DRM. 
Oh, really? So we've got Steam, then, which is DRM you play itself, or you play, uh, and then there's like two other like DRM oh. they've chucked in there. Oh, wow. Um, and apparently it just like really brings down the performance. Huh. Yeah. So oh, maybe man. look into that. Yeah. Um, okay. Before, Sweet. Maybe. Maybe. Before I, you commit. Maybe, yeah. So. Maybe I won't do that. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's on the cards. It's on. It's on the the to do list for sure. Um, I'm looking forward to actually seeing what it's like um, firsthand. Yeah. Yeah. The the combat has apparently been changed quite considerably. So mm. I'm I'm interested to hear your thoughts on the combat. Yeah. It looks a bit more like The Witcher. Which. Mm. Yeah. We'll see. Mm. I enjoyed I enjoyed the combat in The Witcher once I got the ha- the hang of it, but. Um, probably not the most fun combat that i've played in the game yeah it's it, yeah I, i'd agree with that it'll just be interesting to see how um ubisoft pilfers the idea i guess which is yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh man poor poor old no no i won't say that <laughs> not poor old ubisoft not poor old ubisoft at all they have a trillion dollars um Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. This is a game I am absolutely dying to play, and Balthazar has finished it, and he has given it uh, a, a very high recommendation indeed. Um, I think mm. it, it will... Well, it was Mike's copy I borrowed as well, so he's uh, oh, nice. he's yeah. finished it too. Yeah. Good game. Um, yeah, either, good game. Either of you guys want to speak on it? Yeah. Um, my, my thoughts on it... Um, so, I, yeah, I was talking to Balthazar about it, um, but... If you watch, uh, yeah, Jim Sterling did like a review on it, and like I think he sort of expressed my feeling about it a bit better than I did. But um, like, you just feel like it, it feels a lot different than the first one. Um, mm. uh, like it, it, it's harder. So like I found that I was getting killed really often. Um, at like basically, if you get flanked by anybody, if anyone comes up behind you or from the side, they'll just like unload a clip into you and you'll just die straight away mm, so you do, right. you do feel real vulnerable um rather than a, a bit badass which i think um you feel in the first one um yeah so i think yeah that that sort of i didn't enjoy as much um as i did the first one but yeah the story is um on next level like really really great enjoyable story um some mm. really cool and intense moments in it so yeah awesome man yeah. I, I love still, still really the good, new so. order yeah. yeah the new order was fantastic and i remember some of the moments in that game um especially around the concentration camp areas mm. just blew me away that was like yeah some as you mentioned some of the most intense moments i've had in gaming was just yeah just <laughs> and, and the level of, of violence in that game is insane like, yes fuck. <laughs> yeah yeah this one too this one too yeah yeah. <laughs> keeps up that trend nice nice yeah. oh well i mean it, it's not gratuitous though it's like serves a point it makes you realize oh I'm, you know it strengthens the idea that these are bloody awful people mm-hmm. so no really really looking forward to that i'm i'm tempted to buy it i really shouldn't because <laughs> i'm <laughs> i need to save my money to to live overseas and figure out how the hell i'm what i'm going to do over there yeah. um but uh yeah i'd I just re- I really want to. I'm 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 scared of this being spoiled for me, like in any way, shape, or form. I'm terrified, so I'm just kind of media blackout yeah. on Wolfenstein to a wee bit. I got a few spoilers um, from my YouTube um, page, my YouTube home feed page. Oh yeah. Oh was, really? Yeah, I was, I was super pissed off about that. So. Oh man, that's bullshit. Um, gonna 
you've got to keep an eye on that. I hate that shit, eh? When yeah. people just put that on the it's, thumbnail. Yeah, it's like type. right in the thumbnail. I'm just like, oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Fuck those channels, man. Mm. Fuck those channels. We'll never do that. Um, the final game to come out October was Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> and Super fucking this, Mario fucking Odyssey, man. This game <laughs> is... I won't say literally all I'll be doing because that's not true, but it's it's as close as you'll come to that term without actually you know being fully true to it. I put in about forty hours into Smod as I called it now, um, and I've got a four hundred and seventy five moons out of nine hundred ninety nine, I believe. There is. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a lot of moons. That's plus one hundred hours by the time I'm finished with this game. Um, it's I'm just loving it. It's just the stakes are so low. There's such inventive mechanics that are thrown away, as Nintendo does. They have some really cool idea that someone's obviously worked really hard on for months, and then you play it for 10 minutes, and then it's, you never see it again in the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's awesome. It's such a such a phenomenal game. The hat is a, is a literal game changer. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to possess things is insane. There's so many troubling questions this game poses. <laughs> which just adds another layer to, to it for me, which is, you know, what happens to these people when I possess them? Like, even the frogs and things like that. I, What happens to the frog brain? Where, where does, what's he doing while I'm in there? Like, is he just going, no, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, just there's a, there's a really cool moment when you, first, when you possess your first thing, which is a frog, um, and you're sort of going through this crazy-looking drug-infused vortex thing, and for the most brief of, of, of you know moments, a real-life face of a frog just pops up, and it made me laugh so much. I was like smitten by this game at that point. I was just like, this game is insane, and I love it it's so good. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about Smod a bit later on as well because it's definitely going to come up during the awards. Um, we've just kicked into November. We're in, we're in the. I mean, we're midway through November, I guess. But we've had Call of Duty World War Two, uh, which I don't think anyone's played. Kind of, I, I'm I'm intrigued by it. I'm definitely not going to play full price. Um, no one else has played this. I'm assuming. No. 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 No, no real. No real desires to. Uh, we've had Sonic Forces, which I think is that new gritty Sonic game. So Sonic Mania was the fun one. And, and Sonic Forces was good. <laughs> and this one's not fun. This is not. It's 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 back to the trend of Sonic games being awful um, mm. by the by the sounds of the reviews. So yeah, don't really care much for that. And we've got Doom on Switch, which just came out, which is awesome. Mm. Which I'll pick up when it's when it's you know a decent price because um, Doom is great, and I think that's unanimous. Everyone thinks Doom is great, yeah. right? I think it was my game of the year last year, actually. Doom. Yeah, oh, nice man. I could, I could definitely see that. Yeah, it, t- it took out best soundtrack. I remember from uh, Overcast yeah. Gamer. Um, but that brings us to the end of the recap because we we haven't hit December yet. We still have Star Wars Battlefront two to come, uh, and we still have Xenoblade Chronicles two to come, mm. uh, or Xenoblade Chronicles X two. Nah, just Chronicles two. Just, just Chronicles two. Yeah, so we've still got those two to come, which are the the two two biggies. Um, so I don't know these guys might do another podcast I'm fucking off to Europe for two months so I will be AFK um, but yeah maybe maybe talk about those two but I think it's time that we get into the very coveted Overcast Gamer presents the 2017 OCG Awards <laughs>
Beep.